I would like to let you know that I have tested positive for COVID-19. I am thankful to have received four doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, and I am feeling well enough. I am feeling well while experiencing very mild symptoms. I am isolating and have started a course of Paxlovid. Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right. We live in a clown world, Jordan. I'm I'm listening. You go ahead. I'll just listen. Go tell me tell me how you're feeling, Bobby. <laughs> we I, we live in a clown world. We live in a three-ring circus. I I thought maybe you'd start off with we live in the third world considering the uh raid on Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, we're getting last, there. Last week right after our We're getting there. Right. Conspicuously they raided I don't think they wanted the publicity on the Mind Virus show, so they strategically waited until after we had recorded to, yeah. to raid the president's they didn't want us, uh, they didn't want us talking personal about residence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TBM, one of our listeners, pointed that out. Yeah, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And good night. <laughs> and good night. Catch us next week on the Mind Virus podcast. Today's Monday, August 15th. 2022. I'm Bobby Flood. That's Jordan Bruno. And we live in a clown world. Today we'll be hearing from Bobby Flood about what's on his mind. Well, hunting season starts this weekend. That's on my mind. Hunting season? Yeah. It's like the middle of August. Yeah. But archery hunts start early. Oh, okay. Have you ever gotten a deer uh, with a bow? No. But I've only started last year. Oh, okay. I'm, so this I'm, is a, new I'm thing. a novice still. Okay. But I have shot deer with the rival before. I was asking about the bow, but yeah. anyway. No, I've never ahead. shot a living creature with a bow. All right. Unless you count the neighbor's dog. <laughs> Just kidding, neighbors. Just kidding. That was some other kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> that was not the your har- dog. That harpooned your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, this this week, like, there's been so much so much absurdity. So there's a study, right? A study that that word's in big quotation marks. Mm-hmm. That uh, kids these days they're uh, they're less physically fit than their parents. Okay, and you know why? Because of climate change. Okay, <laughs> because it's hot outside, and so they're not going outside as much because it's so hot. As I was walking over here this morning, I was just kind of remarking at how much drought rain we've been getting. Yeah. yeah lot, so I, you know, drought rain. When, we, when we kind of just chatted briefly, and by the way, this is honestly a by-the-seat-of-your-pants episode. We did no coordination. Well, briefly had a couple of sentences of, good morning, uh, get me up early, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so we, we're, we're going off the cuff today, as usual, well, more than usual. But uh, if I had the chance to get in the first word, I would have said something like, you know, I'd like to just start off by thanking the people who make it rain. The drought we're having is very wet. 
Well, and I, I hear uh, that the the news is reporting record temperatures. That is in no way, shape, or form what we're seeing in Utah County here. The uh, the West, the mount, the Mountain West, I guess, got a bunch of money from this climate change bill to combat climate change, and I wonder if they're buying rain with it. With you know, like right now. Right. Well, can see appropriations happen in advance. It, just because they signed the bill doesn't mean they get the money right now. It's supposed to happen like next year. Yeah, who knows? Or in two years. Or Maybe they're like buying that. money with the leftover COVID money. That uh, buying money or buying buying rain. rain. Oh, they might be buying money. Buying rain with the leftover COVID. I money. don't think so. If they had any leftover COVID money, they'd be telling us there was a bigger COVID outbreak. Uh, they're get, they're going to tell us that probably. But I want to remind everybody that the four times vaccinated CEO of Pfizer, Albert Bourla, also said on April 1st, appropriately, April 1st, 2021, he said, excited to share that our updated analysis from our phase three study with BioNTech also showed that our COVID-19 vaccine was 100% effective in preventing COVID-19 cases in South Africa. 100%. (laughs) That's a a direct quote. It's still up on Twitter. Obviously, it's misinformation. It's conspiracy theory. And then he says, you know, today, without any any hint of irony or self-reflection or shame that he has COVID after being vaccinated four times and is also taking the Paxlovid treatment for his mild case. We live in a clown, a clown world. Like, it's so absurd. Everything that is shoved down our throats is so absurd. I, I, I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't even know what to say. It's just so ridiculous. And yet, it would be funny if it, they weren't ruining the world. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I laugh. Right. Yeah, if they if they didn't have such incredible influence over the mechanisms of government and well regulation and, and, and us are just, down to our well, it, 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 daily lives. Yeah, it spills down to us. I mean the the stranglehold that the health departments have on people if there's an emergency, right? It's all about emergency management. And so we found out in the last couple of years that they, they definitely can have an immediate effect if there's a big enough crisis. And it turns out that really wasn't a crisis. I'm, yeah, saying, it, I'm seeing now the CDC is saying, you know, you don't have to quarantine. You don't have to, if you've been exposed, you don't have to quarantine. You don't have to worry about anything. We're not testing people who are asymptomatic anymore. It's, it's over. It's here to stay, which right. means this, this, Acute respiratory syndrome, we're going to go back to calling it what we've always called it, which is the common cold. And we're not going to worry about this severe, scary variant anymore, which we called COVID. The que- well, the, I mean, the, the question is for the Officially, because there's still people are still worrying. People are going to be worrying about this till the end of their lives. Yeah, people were broken by this. Right. But the question I have for the CDC is what changed? And maybe it's the midterm elections coming up. I don't know what changed. I think it's absolutely that. I think they want us to forget that over the last two two plus years we've been we've been jerked around mostly by Democrat politicians. But let's remember that Republicans, like our own venerable Spencer Cox, were 
uh, highly involved. Don't you mean, you, I think you used the wrong word there. Were you looking for vegetable? You said venerable. Yeah, doesn't venerable mean kind of highly respected, wise? Yeah, I think the word was vegetable is what you were looking for. It's a different <laughs> V word. Like a fr- hey, maybe a fruit. Maybe, I, not, maybe not a fruit. Maybe a, or maybe not a vegetable. Maybe a fruit. I am enjoying my rendezvous with destiny. Okay. I can see that on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to be very happy as you suck that rock star down. What's yeah. in that thing? Well, I don't know. Things I don't know. They have a flashy looking can. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing with the energy drink wars, right? You got to have the, the can has got to attract you. They got a good logo. They've got the Rockstar logo with a backwards R. What's the backwards R for? I think it's, I don't know. Because it starts and ends with R. Rockstar. Maybe, maybe. You know, I I mentioned, I think. Does that say zero sugars, zero vitamins? B vitamins, that's what that says. Zero anything does it say toluene it does have um it's got taurine oh, it's got vitamin like b12 acetone uh, acetone or, it's or got something. uh mineral spirits niacin vitamin b6 vitamin b12 high octane pantothenic acid not a significant source of saturated fat trans fat cholesterol dietary fiber vitamin d calcium iron and potassium lacquer thinner paint thinner is trans fat fat that used to be one kind of fat, but it's transitioning to I the, think so. a different kind of fat. It identifies as a different. It's, I think it's a sugar that identifies as fat. Huh. It's, it's not even. It never was a fat. It was trans it was, fat. Trans fat used to be a sugar. fat. No, it's sugar. Hmm. It's biological sugar. Hmm. I'm not a biologist. Yeah, you, well, I know. You're really good at pronunciation, <clears throat> though. I was thinking. I don't know. I stayed up too late last night for reasons I already divulged to Jordan and I won't to our lovely audience. But I was thinking <laughs> about the state of things okay. as I often do. Okay. And I thought, okay, the president of the United States is a doddering, dementia laden old man. Okay. The vice president is a bimbo. Okay. That's the only word I could think of. And I have plenty define, of define bimbo. Just an idiot. Oh, okay. She's she has n- she has no. Uh, she can't even string sentences together that make any sense. She talks in circles. She says things like, "See, uh, uh, Google defines bimbo as uh, an attractive but unintelligent or frivolous woman." So, I don't think they say she's it's derogatory. Attractive, but she did oh, get her you, start. Oh, you don't find her attractive. She did get her career <laughs> jump started by. Uh, things unsavory and foolish or stupid person inept person let me try my best Kamala Harris here okay we live in a time and time is measured by time and therefore we must come together to understand that the significance of time can only be truly appreciated through the significance of our coming together to understand that time is all we have. Did you memorize that? I made that up. (laughs) You made that up, okay. (laughs) And then, okay, so then you got the president, the vice president, and then the speaker of the house is an alcoholic uh, gang, you know, crime boss. 
you have the press is uh, regime propagandists who tell us the most absurd and blatant, bald-faced lies right to our faces with impunity. And there is no opposition party. There is no opposition party. That's maybe the most troubling thing well, of all of this. At least the opposition is divided and therefore has no voice, right? Right, right. You, normally in American politics and even in, in international politics, you have two or three or four opposing uh, ideologies, right? In the United States, it's traditionally Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, left, right. And they oppose one another. But we don't have that. It's a uniparty. Like, there's no difference between Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer. There's no difference. Well, one, one of them is uglier than the other, but I'm not going to say <laughs> for fear of retribution. <laughs> and, and so there's no, there's no, on Capitol Hill, there's no opposition party. I know there are people who oppose what's going right, on. Right, there are people who are either independent or members of various parties who oppose what's going on, but they have no real power because they are ca I mean, caucusing with, voting with. I mean, even somebody like, like Rand party. Paul. Rand Paul has been, you know, really vocal, but he has no ability to actually do anything. I mean, how many times did he have like big moments in congressional hearings with Dr. Fauci where he kind of made Dr. Fauci look like an evil cartoon doctor and nothing came of it? Like there, right. nobody's nobody's yet been held accountable for anything that went on during COVID let alone any of the other various uh, crimes well, they, and abuses right, that and our government is they won't guilty be, of. They won't be. Nobody was held accountable for anything that went on during the housing crisis of 2008, 2009. There, was, there were banks that admitted to wrongdoing, paid big <clears> fines, you know, but nobody individually was prosecuted or thrown in jail. Except, I think maybe there was like one guy that got hung Some out low, to, hung low out level to dry. guys, yeah. You might see that eventually with COVID, maybe... You know, some somebody like Fauci's assistant or that, or, you know, somebody might. Mm -hmm. But it really needs to be like your governors, your local health department chairs, your county health department people, CEOs. A lot, a lot of, there's a lot of people that could and should be held accountable. And at the very least should lose their jobs. More appropriately, they should probably be locked away. Yeah, I, I just don't see us getting to that. I think that the state apparatuses oh, are co corrupt enough that even if, you, even if we elect a bunch of uh, patriots in our state houses, they all they, they go back to the state house for, for their uh, legislative session, and they're told what to do by bureaucrats. Like, you can't say that. You can't do this. These are the rules. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know? And because there's enough of an entrenched element of the oligarchy, there, there's, uh, movement is difficult in any good direction. Like, did you notice that, for example, because of the drought and all the rain, <laughs> the state has decided that they're going to put meters on all of the uh, secondary water. We, we happen to have uh, in our neighborhoods 
in a lot of neighborhoods down here in Utah County, we have uh, secondary water, right? So they want to install meters. And I saw them out there documenting where they needed to put these meters and asked the, the kid what he's doing. And, oh, yeah, the state's passed a law that we have to put meters on all these things. Like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Well, what is the purpose of a meter? It's to punish you. Right. It's to, the, the agreement originally was you're going to get unlimited secondary water because it's irrigation water and we have plentiful water, right? So then somebody's convinced the state that that doesn't work anymore and we need to put these meters on. There's no other reason to put a meter on other than to charge you per gallon or per ounce of water. Right. It's going to become kind of like a data. Like if you're on your cell phone or internet plan, you might have 10 gigabytes a month of, of data transfer, you know, downloads and things. And they hit you for overage. And if you go over, man, they hit you hard. They, they, our internet provider, I think, was manipulating the, the numbers to where we had, we really had no choice but to just bump up to the unlimited plan, which was a lot more money. But mm -hmm. we were paying more in overages and i was did, never did going over for months and months we were never going over because i would monitor this but you can only monitor it on their website so you have to trust their numbers yeah and then suddenly without any changes in my does your provider's name start with an x or a c and end with an inf uh, infinity or ask or uh, asked or something like that is that the provider mm -hmm. yeah you're right, but I found out something really interesting. Netflix, if you, do you have Netflix? Mm -hmm. They have recently put out a lot of 4K content, mm -hmm. and they, you can, they will suck you dry. Like you will, uh, if you watch any Netflix, you can run up uh, 7, 8, 10 gigabytes in an evening yeah. when you weren't expecting it because they're, they're starting to feed you such high-quality right. high video. And so I went into my settings in Netflix because I was doing the same thing. I was watching. They kept telling me, hey, you're going over. You're going to go over. And I'm like, to my wife and family, full stop. Turn off the TVs. We're going right. into we're going into a, a, a DEFCON 4. Turn everything <laughs> off. You know, whatever. We're going we're gonna to shut it all down. Right. We're not going over. So we'd like have this uh, Netflix slash internet fast for three days at the end of the month. And then I, I decided to just go to, into everybody's settings on the Netflix thing, which I'm thinking we might need to to cancel our Netflix account. I'm not, I don't know. It's hard because kids like entertainment and moms and dads like entertainment and any entertainment in is better than no entertainment sometimes. Sometimes, right? I mean, even though that's not necessarily true, that right. tends to be true in practice. And so I went in and got on all the profiles and changed them all to have their second tier of quality so that it's it's all... 1080p versus 4k or right. 1080, 1080 or less and that has reduced the problem now unlimited internet's not a bad thing we used to have unlimited internet until comcast came and said hey by the way it's not unlimited anymore yeah we're they, gonna they, we're gonna give you a ton of, we're gonna give you a ton of bandwidth that you'll never exceed it <laughs> right <laughs> Now, and, and, and it used to be like it, they, they and other providers would hide the fact that they were throttling you. Uh, nowadays, like I recently added a couple 
cell phone lines to our mm-hmm. existing plan, and they're like, yeah, if you do this, we just throttle your speeds. They just tell you now. Yeah. If you go <laughs> this far, you're you're done. Well. <clears throat> Who's your uh, cell is, phone provider? Can well, you the, say that on the air? Is that too much information? The kids are on a different one than I'm on because I'm grandfathered into a, it's a long story, oh. but. The one I'm on, I don't particularly think they're any good. They, they're <laughs> your grandfather. They're derived from a German telecommunications company. Okay. The other one, uh, the one that we have the kids on, is uh, also a, a, an American. It's an American telecommunications company that uh, has been around a long time, and uh, it's called AT and T. They are the granddaddy, grandmommy, Ma Bell. Now, look, guys, not everything <laughs> is bad news. I, I have some really good news here for you, and I oh, want to really? read it to you. I'm surprised. Go ahead. Yeah. This is from Twitter Safety. So, starting today, and this was uh, August 11th, starting today, we'll begin enforcing the civic integrity policy in context of the U.S. 2022 midterms. This means we'll take action against misleading claims about the voting process, misleading content intended to intimidate or dissuade people from participating in the election, or misleading claims that may undermine public confidence in election outcomes. Learn more about what else we've been doing to address the U.S. election conversation here. And they have a link. And then they follow up and say, and because every year is an election year on Twitter, you can learn about our global elections project at elections.twitter.com. Unist. So Unist. that's great. <laughs> that's great news. You know, I just love to see that, that the oligarchy and the regime is making sure that we have only elections that fall within the accepted bounds of intellectual discourse. Who was it that came out that, uh, was it Posobiec? Posobek, uh, I don't know, I remember how he na- pronounces that. Did somebody out there, or was it Alex Berenson? Somebody had had evidence that the White House had requested Twitter turn him off. Yeah, that was Alex Berenson. So Alex Berenson uh, might, might be worth uh, re- refreshing who he is. He is a former New York Times reporter. And during the early days of the COVID hysteria, he was very outspoken about uh, all things COVID, kind of screaming you know, into the void that, hey, this isn't as bad as we think it is. Guys, the data doesn't add up. He went on the Joe Rogan show, and he was very, very outspoken about the vaccines from the very beginning. said, these aren't what they claim to be. Look at the data. Well, Twitter finally just, they banned him. And he sued Twitter, and he won, or at least they settled. And he's back on Twitter. They restored his account. And he also has a substack, and he's claiming recently that the White House, based on some leaks uh, that he was given, the White House pressured Twitter, pressured Twitter to ban him and other accounts. Uh, a lot of what's known nowadays as Team Reality, a lot of those accounts were on this list. And uh, so here you have the the sitting executive branch of the government pressuring quote-unquote private companies, a private company that has become sort of the public square or part of it, pressuring them to shut certain people up. 
But that's okay in today's dystopian nightmare that we're living in. Because private companies can do whatever they want. <laughs> well, but they're not doing whatever they want. They're doing the bidding of a strong-armed government. Let's talk about the Mar-a-Lago thing. That, that's interesting because uh, President Trump is, of course, a former president, first of all. Secondly, he's right. the foremost political opponent of the whoever whoever's going to run on the Democrat ticket next time around. Right. And it looks like we've, we're pretty much openly in third world territory here where you just use the, use the, the violence, the legal violence the government is allowed to perpetrate to destroy your political opposition. So what are your thoughts, Bobby Flood, on that whole thing? We, we missed that by a week. It's old news now, but I, I think that that set off a brush fire on the internet especially in the real media, right? The, the, the actual free and independent media and the old media, the legacy corporate news has been going through men mental con brain contortions, right? Like uh, apparently yeah, it was an FBI agent told him you can't call it a raid. They're, they're making up all kinds of excuses, finding all kinds of leaks. So he had nuclear documents or... I think he, it was... Uh, <laughs> Let's get to the, the the principles of it in a minute. I just I found it amusing the different stages of spin that the media went through. My favorite was that he stole the nuclear codes and was going to sell them to Iran. The launch codes or somebody? Yeah, I know. And, he, and people I heard, were like, I heard nuclear secrets, but there people are literally calling them the launch codes. Yeah, one person, one, it's like right out of Mission Impossible. Yeah, you had you had someone on Twitter, some blue check mark saying something like, oh, "I pray, I pray, I pray that Biden changed them." Like, <laughs> it's like, guys, this isn't the password to net to your Netflix. Like, remember in uh, what was it, uh, Spaceballs? Right, and they opened the password to the to the to the global shield system that keeps their atmosphere in and they've got a, a giant, the bad guys have a giant Statue of Liberty with a vacuum cleaner. Right. And they're going to suck it all out. And he finally gives up the password and the password is one, <laughs> two, <laughs> three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. That's a password some idiot would put on his luggage. Hey, remind me to change the password on my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of what these guys thought. Brooks, it's awesome. It's so absurd. It's so absurd. Let's say, let's just imagine for a minute that there's some, you know, a, a, a simple series of numbers and letters or something for the to launch nuclear weapons. Right. If there was, it, okay. it's, it's a huge series, right? This is the right. most secure password in the history of passwords. Let's imagine that's how it works. And Trump had this, okay? And he sells the document to... To the Russians. Osama bin Laden Jr. or to, to Vladimir Putin. Like he... Okay. Or to Osama's brother, Rodney. Rodney <laughs> bin Laden now has the passwords. Then what? Rod, Rod, Van, Rod Bin Laden's going to stroll into the Pentagon and just find any old terminal and just punch that in like in some... No, he'd log in remotely. He's just, just going to log in, hack it in just, from like... A it's just launch.nuclear.whitehouse.gov. Let me type <laughs> like, that in. Come oh, on. Second, let me try that. Like just like people... If you type people, that in, your computer shuts down. Sorry, look, just FYI. 
say we've we've speculated we've we've gone back and forth a little bit about trump neither of us are huge trump fans but honestly the the more the media and the existing regime vilifies him the more kind of sympathy i have for oh, the yeah. guy but whether you love him or hate him or somewhere in between it's it's absolutely absurd to think that this guy would sell the nuclear codes to russia or whatever or even that that would be possible. Like, how stupid do you think like this whole process is? Also, let's remind people that in leading up to the 2016 election, what was one of the big criticisms about Donald Trump? He was unstable and he was going to launch us into nuclear war. We can't have him be the president on day two, his first day in the White House. He will launch nukes. He will blow us all up. And we really should go back and look for headlines and things like that talked about that. I'm going to be lazy and I'm not going to do it. But he did nothing of the sort. In fact, he, 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 he pulled back in our, in our traditional U.S. warmongering. He, 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 never, he never came close to blowing us all up. And he actually had On the pretty contrary, good... He starts reaching out to guys like... Uh, Kim Jong Il in uh, he improved North relationships. He's, yeah, he's he's like NATO. You guys are gonna have to pay your fair share. We're not gonna keep uh, pulling all this weight for you guys. Right. It's it's like we have they. There's still people who act like a, a Trump presidency would be hypothetical, and so they can say anything they want. If you know, he cannot, he cannot become president. Right. He has already been president. He was for four, for years. four years. And it was and, actually not that bad, and it was fine. It was pretty standard, run-of-the-mill stuff. They spend a hell of a ton of money. And meanwhile, you had... You had... Which is what they want, right? Right. Let's not forget that, 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 that the shutdowns and, and the crazy spending still yeah, he, happened. He warps, a lot of that he under, warps sped under Trump. The vaccine. I mean, the, this guy's like not... Uh, there, were, there were a lot of things that maybe they didn't like, but... But he certainly, they certainly got a lot done. And along the way, for those four plus years, because it started before he won the election, you had the intelligence community trying to sabotage him, spy on him. And this Mar-a-Lago raid, I think, is just the continuation of that, but it's now out in the open. You know, it's, it's really, it is clown world because we really can't believe anything that anybody says. It's clear that the Justice Department is politically motivated. And one of, one of the things that came out from the uh, 2000 Mules documentary, which if you haven't seen that, I'm just going to make a note on our page. You, you know, you really ought to go check that out where Dinesh D'Souza and True the Vote found the smoking gun evidence. They have the data. They have the data from the cell phone companies. They have the patterns showing people at 20 different ballot boxes in a, in a 48 hour period and also having visited the Democrat ballot stash houses and they have them on closed circuit video. Okay. They have like all of it and they put it in the, put it in the documentary and, and it's been widely blacked out. Nobody wants to talk about 2000 mules, but the point that D'Souza brings up in there is he's like, look, here's the problem. We have, if, if this is all true, we essentially have uh, a regime, a, a white house administration that it shouldn't be there. They, they are there by fraud. And the problem is that you can't take the fraud and the evidence of it to the Justice Department 
and expect them to do anything because they are illegitimate. Right. They, the, the head law enforcement officials in the country are illegitimate. That's the problem. And that's the kind of thing that the Twitter safety policy won't let you talk about. Now, it's kind of funny. In the replies to that Twitter safety post that I read, people are saying, oh, you mean stuff like this. And then it's a 10-minute <laughs> video of Democrats saying Trump is illegitimate. Trump did, stole the election, you know, the 2016 yeah, yeah, election. Yeah, yeah. The difference is that in 2020, we have a lot of paper trails. We have evidence. I was awake watching the TV when the Biden boost happened in the Oh, we in found, the I found a bunch of boats here. I'm, I was watching it and I was like, closet. and they literally had that graph that was like, had a vertical line. It's in called the, graph. the hockey stick. This was vertical line. It was hilarious. And it's like, what, what's going on? Like in real time, I watched this going, this is bizarre. This is crazy. And then of course, 2000 Mules has a lot of documented evidence. But the point is that you have an illegitimate regime and they're not going to investigate themselves. They're clearly well, of not. Of course they're, not. All that, they're doing is... In, it, continuing the charade even though they haven't been able to get trump on anything and all the evidence is proving that it was a hoax perpetrated by the fbi the obama administration the uh hillary campaign by the way joe biden was part of the obama administration i mean the opposition submarine joe biden is still part of the obama administration <laughs> which is part of the clinton administration right. which is the the regime <laughs> right which is part of the bush administration i do think it's important to note that regardless of who's in the white house the people who run this country are people we don't know maybe we know some of them but they're mostly people we don't know and i think most of them reside in what we used to call the deep state which we were told didn't exist they reside in the NSA, the FBI, the uh, Homeland Security, the CIA, and all these other places, especially concentrated within the intelligence community. I have an interesting little side story. You want to hear it? It's related. Yeah, go ahead. I got, I got some funny stuff, too. I, I just, the point is, they might find evidence, in it, and they could be making it up. We can't believe anything right. they say. That's my point, right. is you can't believe what the news says, and you can't believe what the government says, and you can't believe it even if they show you the evidence of it. They might say space aliens have landed, right. but you can't believe anything because they're illegitimate. They, they were willing to steal this election. They were willing to raid a sitting... They would never have raided the Obama residents or right. the Hillary residents. They even they, George W. Bush. None of them. None of them. I mean, and, and you've got, you've got. They pardoned Nixon right <laughs> off the bat. Right. Anyway, so what's your, what's your side story? I was at a sporting event recently um, at a stadium. So here in the great state of Utah, we've got the uh, home of the NSA spy center. Hello, fellas. I'm sure the you Bluff can. Bluffdale <laughs> Data Center. This, and uh, we're, we, our job here at the Mind Virus Podcast is to attempt to fill up your hard disks. <laughs> the Yotta Byte. We're attempting to Are they gonna, put a dent I, in the I would like bite. to know if the state is going to install water meters on their facility. Oh, yeah. They're taking all the water. That's the drought. <laughs> the reason for the drought is the Bluffdale right. Data Center is using all the water. But I was at a sporting event, and the stadium was... Small enough, but this was a professional sports event. It was aired on ESPN Plus, which is kind of their online, you know. It's, you were at it? I was at this thing. I was in person. Wow. And I went down uh, after the game. I went down to the field level. And again, it's a smaller venue. And I know I, I, have, a, I have a friend that plays in this league anyway. 
Went to say well, hello. Everyone wants to know what the league is and what the sport is, but keep going. <clears throat> if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you might be able to derive that from pieces of information, but none of that's the point. I was sitting there against these plastic, you know, barricades that separate the people from the field. And right there by me was a table of all the equipment, a lot of equipment for the broadcast. And uh, there's a laptop facing, you know, I'm, I can see the back of the laptop. You can and see the screen as well. I can't see the screen. Oh, you can't see the, the screen. The back of the laptop's facing me, and the screen is away from me. And a guy, these tech guys are looking at the screen and they're like, what is that? And I jokingly was like, oh, that's a laptop. And they, and they, they start calling everybody over. And they're saying, look at this, look at this. And they come over and their eyes get big. What is that? What is going on? Oh, I've never seen anything like this. And so finally, I'm, I'm like, what are you guys looking at? And, and I'm, I'm as close to them as we are right here, right? We're, so you're like right across the table from yeah, them. Yeah. And, and, and what are you guys freaking out about? I'm like, what is going on? What are you talking about? You got to like, flood, get out of here. You got to show flood, me. Get out of here. And, you know, at this point, the, the game is over and they're kind of packing up, right? And he turns the laptop towards me. He's like, you probably won't get it if you're not a radio broadcast nerd. But, and he shows me, and there's these huge spikes in this, this graph, right? It kind of looks like a, you know, it's color-coded, and it kind of looks like almost like a stock market graph or whatever. And uh -huh. there's just huge spikes. He's like, we've never seen anything like this. This is insane. And we've been dealing with these spikes all day. And I said, you know what's three miles down the road, right? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, there's a military base, right? I'm like, well, there's a military base, but right by the military base is the NSA data center. And he goes, oh. <laughs> I said, yeah, they're listening to us right now. <laughs> and he's like, this makes a lot more sense. He's like, I'm like, yeah, it's a huge data center. They call it the Utah data center or something, but it's the NSA and they're collecting. That's where they store and collect all the Spy. All, all the, the spying. There's sp that's all the spy. The we all call it the spy center. And he's like, that makes so much more sense. This make because of course they have communications there. Yeah, and, and it's, it was, so it's spiking. They they're getting these. Uh, yeah, they're this, siphoning off their their hard drives or something. I don't know. They they were still kind of confused about like what would cause it. And he's like, it's weird. The minute the game ended, huge spikes. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about that or why it would happen. I'm just telling you, they're right there. They're right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, and it was, and that makes it, a was lot more it was sense. interesting because they have, you know, they have different equipment than your normal person, right? Because they're broadcasting this out onto broadcast television. Anyway, that was a little side note, speaking of the deep state, which remember when the term deep state was considered like fringe conspiracy thing? Like, oh, you believe in the deep state. Well, the deep state doesn't exist. Now it's just the state and it's all out in the open and they're openly hostile. Well, I think that uh, some of the things the Donald Trump guys did were fairly astute because they, they were able to get certain concepts into the public mind that had previously been the public had previously been resistant to them in, in large numbers, right? For example, fake, right. fake news, fake news. Yeah. The fact that we've been getting propaganda news has is been going on for a century. And, and Trump right? would use the term fake news. He would use the term deep state. Yeah. Well, another, another problem is that ever since the JFK assassination, which we've talked about, the word conspiracy has been turned from meaning a collaboration of individuals 
perpetrating something nefarious to crazy. Like literally the millennial generation, you'll hear a lot of these guys say, oh, that's a conspiracy. Right. My, my kids, I've heard them say that that's a conspiracy. No, no, hold on a second. I don't, I do not think that word means what you think it means. You, <laughs> right. what you're trying to say is I'm crazy or that's crazy. And, and so you should have said that's a conspiracy theory or that's a theory. But to use the word conspiracy that way demonstrates the, the Jaredite-ish degradation of our language. Yeah, that language and, is being absolutely yeah, nuked. Right. And so it's just, I just bring that up because it's just mind-blowing evidence that we're, we're de- mentally destroyed when we're going to call something crazy a conspiracy. So the Trump guys, they got the public to think of it differently. They're like, okay, it's not, we're not going to say conspiracy anymore because it's clearly a conspiracy. We're going to call it the deep state which is great because now you have a lot of people thinking about well what is the deep state what and it's and it's not it's not fully i, I don't think the idea fully conveys how deep the state is but at least gets people looking behind the curtain at the the real right. uh the real potent actors the ones that are actually affecting change in the and, in the bureaucracy it got a little bit deeper with the doubling of the uh, size of the IRS which hasn't pissed, been. I think that's pissed a lot of people off. It hasn't been done yet. The bill's passed, but right. it obviously it doesn't instantly uh, double. But they're going to be spending a lot of money over the next few years training IRS agents in law enforcement. Right, and the way the IRS works is they come in and they take all your stuff, and then you have to fight them from jail with nothing. Right, they close your accounts, they take your money, and you can't do anything. You can't. Think about how evil that is. You can't use your own resources to defend yourself because they've taken your resources claiming that you've gotten them by, uh, it's ill-gotten gain, right? Right. That you've gotten them through nefarious means. And then they say that, you know, they, they basically find you guilty. They take your stuff without due process of law. They find you guilty. And then you have to try to prove your innocence without any, uh, Right. Any resources, right? You you have to hope you have rich family and friends. I mean, that that's kind of what happened to Alex Jones. Uh, yeah, kind of. Except that they they sort of squoze him with the uh, YouTube bans and stuff like that. that right, but he, was he making a lot. He of wasn't money. allowed to really uh, present a, a, a defense. Well, in that case, they didn't they didn't cut off his resources. They just said you can't say anything right in your own defense. Which isn't a, you can't make a defense. That's it's not a trial, they, right? That, that's not a court hearing. That is a that's a show. Did we trial. ever link to any of that stuff? I can't. I can't. We talked about it last time. week a little bit. Yeah. If we if we linked to the judge, he had some clips. I think on one of, one of those clips, we linked to. Oh, that's not it. We we linked to I believe on Sky Falling. I like the picture we did for Sky Falling with the dinosaur yelling yeah. at the sky. Yeah, the post... So last episode, 87, Alex Jones responds to verdict and post-trial interview. If you go to that, there you should everybody should really listen to that because it's amazing. And they have some video clips of the judge where the judge basically says, you're a liar. You can't say that you complied with, with uh, discovery because you didn't. And he says, well, I think I did. Nope. You're a liar. What we say is the truth. You know, there's no jury there. It's like, I'm telling you that that this man is guilty (laughs) and you can't say you're innocent. You know, you keep saying you're innocent. You can't say you're innocent. Well, I believe I'm innocent. Well, you're not. Right. (laughs) So you can't say that. It's, it's the most absurd thing in the history of the world. The, the, uh, 
the judge is proclaiming the reality to the jury instead of letting them judge the facts. Yeah, and and then yeah. she's limiting it was a show limiting trial. what they're able to what they're able to present on the defense side. So clearly a show trial. But that's kind of what we're going to see. We're going to see more and more of that, and it's you won't. Actually, we won't see it. It'll just be happening. It'll be happening to regular people. And it will never get televised. And it's going to be harder and harder for regular, law-abiding, good people to defend themselves. And what are they defending themselves against? Well, they voted for Trump. Or they have a bumper sticker that says, audit the Fed. Or they posted something that hurt somebody's feelings. This is the this on is Twitter. the algorithm from uh Winter Soldier. You know, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier where they launch those three carriers and they they have this algorithm they're going to kill everybody that they think will be a, an enemy. Mm-hmm. That, that they think will be uh, able to oppose them. That's that's the way this works. It it won't make any sense why you get persecuted or prosecuted. It's like the uh except that that, that you're on their list that they've algorithmically determined that you are an enemy. It's like in that WEF video where the, or with the, about Ukraine, where they talk about the AI courts. Yeah. Like, this is what's coming. Well, and it, it also ends up being a little bit of a religious type of a persecution, you know, when, or, or sort of a, you've seen this in history with kings and, and uh, fanatical religions where the leader will, like Warren Jeffs, for example, there's a, there's a documentary out there some people have been talking about called... I think it's called Keep Sweet or something like that. Do you, have, do you, have you heard of this, Bobby? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. I guess I'll have to throw out a link to that. Keep Sweet. My wife watched it, and it was kind of disturbing. I, I know the history a little bit, but uh, Warren Jeffs took over. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. In you the see, beginning. In the beginning. Well, after the beginning, the Brigham Young Mormons practiced polygamy. It took, it took until the mid-50s for Brigham Young to really ramp up polygamy in the 1800s. The 1850s. Okay? That's right, in the 1800s. And there's some, there's some really solid debate out there as to whether, whether Joseph Smith was engaging in the same type of practice as Brigham Young or not. Okay, that, I'm not trying to jack anybody's testimony up but there's some really good historical debate there about what joseph smith was doing versus what brigham was doing if joseph was really even doing anything close to what brigham was doing and brigham linearly historically he launched the whole polygamy thing on on the saints in the mid 50s 1850s right so this is like 10 years after joseph dies they're in the intermountain west they're secluded it's it, he was able to get away with it, okay? <laughs> there was nobody really to contend. And you had poly- polygamy going on out here in the West for, uh, let's see, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, so for four decades. And the Eastern states, the, the Eastern oligarchy, was unable to really come in and clamp down on it. They, they didn't like it. They didn't like that the Mormons were independent. That was the main problem. And of course, gold had been found at Sutter's Mill, California in 49. So there was a huge rush to push through the Intercontinental Railroad and, and to bring the country together. And it did, it did shorten all the distances and the time frames and bring everybody closer together. So it was sort of, a, it was sort of an eventuality that was certain that the, that the Utah or Deseret Mormons were going to get assimilated. Assimilated is a good word. I was looking for that word. 
they were going to get absorbed into the right. United States of America, which was going to run from coast to coast. We were going to we were going to have the whole continent. Sea to shining sea. But the but the Easterners were sidetracked by this thing called the war between the states. See, there was a war started out there, and they had to consolidate their power over the southern states. And so uh, until like 1870, so remember the Civil War ended in 65. It wasn't until like the 1870s that they could really turn their attention to the West and the Indians that, that had been displaced. Yeah. And who else? The Mormons. I think it's interesting that you have this, the, the, the victorious army, right? The Union Army, which becomes the United States Army. And you have all these soldiers, you have the standing army, and they're all bored. So what do they do? They send them out west to shoot Indians. And, r- and rile up the Mormons. Right. Because the, the, the army shows up before, I think they showed up in the 1850s, and then there was a pause because of the Civil War. And so about 10 years later, they start coming out. They passed, I think it was called the Edmunds-Tucker Act. I'll have to double check that. But that was outlawing polygamy in the United States and its territories, and... and Utah, the territory of Deseret, was a United States territory, and they deposed Brigham Young as the governor and imposed a territorial governor, and the territorial capital was Fillmore, and they started going after these guys for violating the law on polygamy. They threw a bunch of these Mormons in jail, and it got really bad, and Wilford Woodruff had to make a decision, and so therefore they... They decided to stop the practice of polygamy, and the church have put out an official proclamation called the Manifesto. It's called Official Declaration 1 in your Doctrine and Covenants, and that was the beginning of the end with polygamy. Now, polygamy didn't die out until 1911 when the, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, there were enough apostles against polygamy, the majority of apostles that were finally against polygamy, the other ones had died out, and they were able to excommunicate two apostles, Matthias Cowley and John Taylor Jr., for continuing the practice and continuing to do secret marriages and stuff like that. So polygamy went on for about 20 years after the manifesto, mostly in secret. And um, my point in bringing that up is there's your division. There were a bunch of Mormons who in Utah, who didn't want to go along with the majority of the church led by Wilford Woodruff. They broke off and formed what we call the fundamentalist polygamous groups. You had some big epiphany. I could see it on your face. What were you going to say? Well, I'm trying to find it. There was an old Republican platform campaign, Republican presidential like platform, Republican Party platform that was founded on anti-polygamy and I'm trying to find it and I, I I'm not having I'm not having much success I remember an old cartoon or like document it looks like the LDS church has uh had a good chance to work on the Wikipedia article for the Edmunds Tucker Act because it starts off and it says <coughs> excuse me says the Edmunds Tucker Act of 1887 was an act of Congress that focused on restricting some practices of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Hmm, what practices were those? Here it, here it is. The 1856 Republican Party platform had identified polygamy and slavery as twin relics of barbarism. And then uh, That's right. shortly after that, a few years later, they, they, the, the Moral Anti-Bigamy Act of 1862 passed. That's moral, not moral, 
but moral, M-O-R-R-I-L-L, after the sponsor of the act, Justin S. Moral, Republican Vermont. Vermont had a Republican representative at one point. Hmm. Weird. Anyway, I always thought, I, when I, I saw this a few years ago, and I was amused that polygamy and slavery are the twin relics of barbarism. Anyway, yeah. So where, where are we going with this? Well, Back to Warren Jeffs. Warren Jeffs, yeah. So Warren Jeffs, he, um, the thing is, if you watch this documentary, it's amazing how tightly controlled authoritarian cultures are. This happened in uh, Iran when, no, sorry, Iraq, when Saddam Hussein took power. Essentially, the guy stands up. He says, I'm the new prophet. I'm the new president. And he basically points out, he, he will single out all of his opposition Okay, any any it happens in the animal kingdom, right? The the big buck chases off the other bucks, the lion king chases off the other male lions, and this is what Jeffs did. He said, you know, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. Give your wives to this guy or that guy, and you are now persona non grata. You're not in our community anymore, or or off with your head. In the case of Saddam Hussein or the Russians, Stalin was famous for this. But that's what happens. Right. Let that sink in. <clears throat> so that, that's kind of what we're, we're getting at with this shift in, you know, once it goes too far, once the shift goes too far and the wrong people get enough power, they come after you and they then, like in the case of Warren Jeffs, he starts to institute programs and turns the people against the the dissenters oh if you think this way you're bad or we're gonna or we're going to outlaw the color blue or something like that and then you get these crazy causes and so my my reason in bringing all this up is we don't know why or how the irs is going to come after people in the future or whether that's really the main mechanism maybe they'll eighty-seven thousand extra agents that looks like a good way to come after a heck of a lot of Americans. Well, and they've, they're, they've even they had a job posting that said you, you'd need to be willing to use deadly force, and they've modified or deleted that. But they're, they're, these 87,000 new agents are going to be trained in enforcement. These yeah, are, these are, is, what I'm trying to say is it's not, it, it won't necessarily be logical oh, because we can't, believe, we can't believe anything they're saying. You know, they're going to find... What, maybe it's just out of the news cycle and it won't come up again, but they're going to, I think they're going to try and find or create some sort of evidence to be the big gotcha against Trump, right? Right. And it's, it's funny, I've got a link here I'll put on the, on the website, but there's an InfoWars article that says, you don't need a warrant to check out these epic Mar-a-Lago raid memes. And it has uh, Merrick Garland dressed in Melania Trump's hat and dress. And uh, it's pretty good. You know, because remember, they raided Melania's wardrobe. Right. Also. Speaking of memes <laughs> related to this, um, the judge who authorized the warrant is a former Jeffrey Epstein associate. Right. Right. And this is, but see, they're, they're going to tell us they found the nuclear launch codes. And here you've got a picture of the FBI guys standing around a table with a MAGA hat, a golf club, a roll of right. toilet paper, and a hamburger <laughs> a bun. Hamburger. <laughs> it's like, there's but, one, there's so one somebody, somebody created a meme with the judge. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of the judge like drinking a soda or something. They took that photo and they photoshopped it into a photo with, Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. 
That one's good too. The, 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 the Fed, Fed boys, Fed boys wearing millennials. <laughs> and stuff. that meme got, you know, got spread out, got whatever. It was even featured as a meme on Tucker Carlson's show. I don't think Tucker Carlson was the host. He was having a sub. Anyway, the person who created that meme on Twitter has been suspended from Twitter for creating this oh, meme. Oh, really? Like you, it's a meme. It's the whole premise of it is fake. Everyone knows it's fake. It's a joke. It's a joke. And he got suspended. Yeah, is it this one where he, you got the FBI guy looking at the the peg the the cork board uh, <laughs> where they drop they pull the the lines between the pins of of yarn right and it's got right. all Melania's panties up there. <laughs> That's not the one that guy got suspended for. It's a, it's the judge and and Ghislaine Maxwell. But yeah, it, it it's meme worthy though this whole thing. Except that what's the we we said we were going to talk about the principles of it. Well, what first of all, we have what, to read this. What does this mean? First of all, we have to read this hilarious meme. It's got a picture of an FBI dude on the phone, and he says, no, sir, no incriminating evidence in Trump's safe. Just a note that said, any Fed who reads this is double gay. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> well, right, they didn't, find, they didn't find anything, which is why they kept going from, well, it's, it's related to... Russia. It's related to the nukes. It's January 6th, smoking gun evidence. It's this, it's this, it's this. And they took a bunch of stuff, and Trump has come out and claimed they didn't need to do this. They could have asked for these documents at any time. Now, I think... Well, the, 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 not just that. They've been in his house recently. They were in at, there in June. They asked him to put an extra lock on the room, which he did, and they came back and had to break that lock right. to get into the... They were there in the, June. To the room. They were there in June, apparently. Uh, none of it really adds up none of it's logical but what does it what does it mean well i think the bigger picture here is that from here on out from here on out you're going to have an intelligence agency that's hostile to the american people well we and the problem is it's been it's been hostile right and now we know for sure it's hostile right I'm not saying that because it's Trump, it's the American people. No, what I'm saying is that they are going to do whatever they want to whoever they right. want for any reason. The IRS has already been going after people for a long time. Let's remember that Barack Obama, the president before Donald Trump, remember him, Barack Obama? No. He, he used the IRS as a political weapon. He targeted uh, conservative political action committees and groups. Right. For audits, for uh, uh, and harassment, harassment. harassed him, and this—that's just known. That's just a fact, right? The guy that did two thousand mules, he came under fire because he, he made some sort of a mistake on a campaign contribution. It was like a minor thing that right. that the Democrats are doing all the time, and every, it's it's almost impossible not to make a mistake with yeah. all the different rules they have now, with taxes and and contri- contributions and all sorts of things. And they, they are going to use these deep state apparatuses to harass people that they don't agree with. And right now you're seeing it with prominent people, right? They're making examples of like Alex Jones, and they've been doing that for a few years, as we've outlined. They're doing it with Trump. They're going to continue to do it. We saw it during COVID with prominent people like the tennis player uh, Djokovic, right? He won't take the vaccine, so they wouldn't let him play in tournaments. You're going to continue to, to see this because this is the reality now. This is the reality that they're painting and creating for us is that if you oppose the regime, you will be punished. The regime is criminalizing, pointing out that the regime is criminal. 
Right. <clears throat> that's that's now part of the criteria is if you are concerned about the overreach of government, you are on their list. And Twitter is out there saying we are going to enforce this on our platform. Anything that we decide is misinformation or that might discourage somebody from voting is going to be deleted from our platform. Well, the question is, how seriously now with the Trump raid and all this garbage going on, are we 80, 80% enraged in the country with 20% still buying the Kool-Aid being pitched by the corporate legacy media, the old media? I mean, what's, what's, I, don't, I think it's shifting to where... I don't, I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to like January 6th type stuff. They hear about the Trump raid and they, I think the normal NPC just says, well, don't steal documents then. He shouldn't have stole the yeah, documents. But how many? How many out of a hundred are normal NPCs? Sixty, seventy. I don't know. It depends on, I guess, where you live. You but think, think yeah. about our own community. I would say it's half and half. I would say it's more than half are NPCs. Then you have a small percentage that might be sort of, kind of like in in free guy, free guy's buddy, buddy, who's okay. kind, who realizes there's more to the story but doesn't want to admit it. You know, earlier in the story, he, he even says, I don't want to look. I don't want the glasses. I like my comfortable life. And then you have a few more people that are awake or free guy. But very few, maybe well, 10 the, out of 100. Hmm. Well, the January 6th abuses are really alarming because now you, you have people being held in indefinite detention. Right. But if you go down, to the, gro- go down to the grocery store and poll uh, as many people who will talk to you up and ask them about that, I bet they don't even know what's happening. Right. Or... Because it's not being talked about on the CBS Evening News. The only reason that we know about it is because a great journalist called Julie Kelly is doing great work on that on Twitter and, and her platforms. So... But if you didn't seek it out, you would never know that there are still the Trump, political prisoners from January 6th. Do, do you think the Trump raid is the type of thing that's going to cause more people to come to that banner, to that flag, to that side? I mean, because that's public. That's public. It's like, okay, so that... Right, but what is the public do people really told? Do people really believe that Trump's a criminal after all of the... Two impeachments. Two. Right. They, they, they started impeachment proceedings twice. And then now they're... They, they said Russia, Russia, Russia. He's in league with Russia the whole time. And now after two years, they raid his place... I don't know. It's a good question. The people who hate Trump will always hate him. The never Trump Republicans and the Democrats, they're, it's, it's, uh, they have an unhealthy uh, relationship the, with Donald they, Trump. I wonder if they just want to burn the entire house down to the ground, the uh, media down, the po- political establishment down. Uh, I wonder if they do want to do that, and they're finding it very frustrating how hard they have to try to do that because people just aren't. We've talked about this. People just aren't getting mad enough. Yeah, we're not rioting in the streets yet. We have unprecedented inflation. We have unprecedented uh, civil liberty violations. We have the we Amer- have wars. We're funding wars that we're not even fighting in. What it means is the in- American system is incredibly robust. Our economy is really quite difficult to take down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think mean, it's people, coming down. People it's coming are, down. Don't, don't let that. But it's not, 
you know, we're, we're not to that point yet where we're down to nine meals remaining, right? Right. Nine meals away from violence. Right. People are still finding ways. Yes, it costs more for gas. Yes, groceries cost more. But let's not forget, too, that a lot of people were given checks over the last couple of years, just stimmies. And maybe those are still lasting. Probably not, because I think people just spend that on frivolous things. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's still big, gigantic houses being built nearby. Yeah. And I, I go by those in the car or on my bike or whatever, and I think, <laughs> this has got to be costing 50% more than it would have a few years ago, and probably 100% more than it would in two years when all of this... <laughs> When all this this crashes, I don't know. Like, there's definitely still money out there, and if people have money, then you know, paying twenty five dollars extra for their to fill their tank, or uh, you know, an extra twenty five or fifty dollars on their grocery bill isn't even registering with people who can afford to build a three million dollar home. So maybe there's more people like that than we thought, at least out here in the West. I don't know. I don't think people want to go crazy in the streets. I think people just want to be left alone and live a nice life and go on vacation a couple times a year and have Christmas and uh, go to work. And so I don't think, you know, I don't think it's in people's nature to pick up pitchforks and stab the local mayor. I'm not advocating for that. No, no, no. Certainly not. I'm just saying, like, I think it's hard. That happens in cycles in history. It goes gradually and then suddenly, gradually and then suddenly. And usually it it has to do with people who are hungry. And we're not hungry yet. I mean that literally, like food shortages. Did I send you a link to an interview with Martin Armstrong that Greg Hunter did? I don't know. You might not. I'm not enthused by Greg Hunter's interview style. Sorry, Greg. uh, You did. You You did. You do have some interesting... That was the video interview, right? I did not get to, to it no, i started okay. i clicked the link and then i got distracted that's yeah, normal it is normal for yeah. me to do that no, I'll, I'll have to link that up that's interesting armstrong runs a computer model called socrates so he's feeding it data all the time and he, he's a geopolitical cycle analyst and cycle cycle not psycho, yeah right? <laughs> uh, i believe that the government threw him in jail for a few years there he he spent some time in a federal prison and he I think it was because he had amassed a bunch of money and put a bunch of it in gold and silver and he wouldn't tell them where it was and they were trying to investigate him and they held him in contempt of court in the, in the early stages. So he ended up in jail for like seven years and then he had to settle with them and end up in jail for another five or something. So it's illegal to I don't know the whole story. Gold? I don't know the whole story on that, but I've been I'd been listening to him. I think there's a whole bunch of our listeners that are going, "Wait, what?" I, well, yeah, that's what's <laughs> that's what's that's what's uh, bothersome here is if you have the IRS do that to you on a small scale. He had some sort of a big fund and a bank. There was a, some big bank thing that w- w- they were involved in that uh, ended up going bad. But this guy, this guy has advised presidents and governments, you know. So it's it's sort of like a Nixon going to jail. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. like your regular criminal thing. It was uh, they 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 went after him for some reason. I'm I'm guessing he would say it was nefarious. But I had I had heard him speak, <clears throat> and then started listening to some of his analysis. And he's right on. He's got some re- great um, ideas relative to how to look at the situation. And and he concluded earlier this spring. He he made some conclusions about the Russian war that I thought were 
accurate after watching watching it play out for a few months. He made mention of their their holiday earlier this spring where they had a big offensive right before it. He's like, hey, they're going to have to do some things before this. And you know, he's he's looking at all the looking at all the factors, which I think is really important. And he he made a couple of comments on uh, the money system, which you know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of pundits right now are saying, hey, the government's printed way too much money. It's all inflationary. And, you know, the, the dollar's going down in a big dumpster fire, you know, right now. And he's like, no, hold, hold on a second here. Europe's going down. All the money's going to come. They're going to shift over into American dollars, which is going to make the dollar strong. And so you're going to see turmoil. He says, count your lucky stars you live in the United States because you're going to see turmoil in other parts of the world first before you see it here because two-thirds of the, he says, two-thirds of the dollars circulating are outside of the country. There's a lot, it's like the Pacific Ocean. It's hard to drain the Pacific Ocean. It's easier to drain the Atlantic or the, the Mediterranean or, or say the Great Salt Lake. I mean, technically all the oceans connect with each other. They're one big ocean. This is the one big ocean theory. <laughs> one ocean, seven systems. One world ocean. Anyway, Martin Armstrong, you made some really good points. I liked, I liked his analysis. And, and before I found out that he was a convicted felon, which well, the, wiki, the wiki page on the guy makes a big deal out of that. I, I think he's got some important uh, things to say. So I, I just throw that out there as full disclosure of what I know. And he, he's saying, look, in the, in the United States, you're likely to see stock market correction here in the fall, starting maybe in September. And you know what? It, lo- it does seem like all the main crises hit in September right after the summer holiday because mm-hmm. everybody's... You, the, the, the oligarchy has your full attention. And they can, right. You're not ignoring the news. <coughs> um, but uh, he says that's a possibility. And then you're going to see massive civil unrest in Europe in 2023 and probably the war cycle hits the world in 2024, 25, 27, you know, it's a couple of years out yet, but that's what he's forecasting. I think his, his analysis was very, very relevant. I, well, something- I, I would have a look at it because he, you know, talking about the, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and this guy having advised presidents, having, looking at all the geopolitical stuff, he's like, look, it's unprecedented. It was never happened. They, you know, they would never do that to Hillary. They didn't do it to Hillary. They had all right. all the reason in the world to do it to Hillary, and they never did it. They they didn't even take notes when they interviewed her about her thirty thousand emails, or you know the emails, the illegal right. email servers that she had. They just didn't. I mean, talk about classified information. Right. They just didn't even take notes. Whereas when they started investigating all of these Trump advisors. They took copious notes, and the only crimes they could could find them guilty of were inconsistencies in their stories relative to what they told the FBI, which is the whole point, was to catch them in their words. We, we see that in the Book of Mormon all the time. They attempt to catch them with their words. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's cyc- cyclical. Armstrong's great because he's looking at the cyclical nature of things. It's always the same. It's not, you know... We're not on some linear trajectory upwards, upwards, upwards to a greater society. You know, people always act the same and the same problems occur. And and again, this is back to the Book of Mormon. It's a cycle. You get to peak prosperity and then 
it's over until you go through the the ringer until you yeah, go through the washing machine. We're different. We can have peak prosperity without the downfall of pride and arrogance and hubris because we're different. Because that would never happen to us. We cannot be led astray. Because that would never happen to us. It can happen to other churches, well, some, but not us. Something's got to give, right? The, the, the unsustainability of everything right now has got to give into something, whether it's global war or collapse or calamity. Something's got to give. Well, we spent, some time some on the, we spent some time on Strauss and Howe's book, right? The mm-hmm. uh, Fourth Turning. I think we had a, an episode on that. We did. This is, this is the Fourth Turning. This is the difficult, intense... Many that many years, it's like in the Book of Mormon when, when the Mormon will say something like, "And in the space of not so many years, blah 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 blah, the, the following happened: the people became wicked, or the thus and such." Yeah, and in the space of not so many years, you had the collapse of the twin towers and many many financial calamities, followed up by many plagues and diseases and lies and propagandas and wars and rumors of wars. And in not so many years, the empire was dead. Yeah. Well, uh, see, it's a good point. All fiat currencies die. All of them have died, except for the ones that haven't yet died, right? And all empires crumble, except for the ones that haven't yet crumbled. Yeah, it's like helicopter pilots. There's two kinds. Those who have crashed and those who will crash. Really? It's like motorcycle riders, right? (laughs) Right. And they say that about motorcycle riders. That's why you don't find any old... Daredevils. (laughs) Daredevils. <laughs> they either stop being daredevils or they're dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. we, we touched on this last week a little bit at the end of last week, but I, I think it's worth re-emphasizing uh, and mentioning again that it's important to be in, you know, cut yourself out of the system and be, have your brain at least be independent. It's hard to pay cash everywhere, especially when no one will take cash, or it's hard to, it's hard to exist outside the system because the system is everywhere. But you can, you can think independently. You can recognize the absurdity and the jokes. You can look at Albert Bourla's tweet and go, what the heck? <laughs> like, and just think, like, this is so absurd. Why is this so absurd? You got to stop. And then, and, and, you know, there's so many people, most of the people in the comments on that tweet are like, okay, dude, you know, they're making fun of him. They're mm-hmm. posting the memes of like, say the, say the words, say the words. I am vaccinated and I'm grateful for the protection. <laughs> yeah, he said the words and, you know, he's getting clowned, but there's still people in there like, thank you, sir. You know, best of luck in your recovery that just don't get it. But yeah, I think the only place that COVID hysteria really continues is on twitter right in the real world people have kind of moved on but the point is the point i'm making is it, it, the very least you can do and it will go a long way i think is recognizing the absurdity and the lies and the stupidity for what they are and just understand that yeah we have to exist in this and among this and then you call it out where you can whether it's in a car ride with someone you trust or at a family reunion or at the pulpit in church or wherever <laughs> you feel comfortable, one. call out the absurdity and make sure and, and, and help other people recognize the absurdity for what it is. And then take actions necessary that you can take that you feel are right for you. 
I, I really hope that we're at that point in the movie Bugs Life where all the ants realize they're greater than the grasshoppers and that they all are thinking the same thing. I hope I hope that that's the point we're getting to here because I, I, I hope that it's not 50% NPCs. I hope that the people are going, oh, hey, hold on a second here. Well, remember in, the, in Free Guy, which is such a great movie, we have a whole episode on it. A lot of the NPCs come over to Free Guy's way of thinking without necessarily being the, the, the heroes, right? And you can kind of still be an, an NPC, but see the truth, right? And take those necessary actions. You don't have to be well, the, the guy that about, starts it. The thing about Free Guy is they're all NPCs. Right, right. Yeah. And so, and that's, that's what I think is interesting. They, they would have us, by the way, the Free Guy deep dive episode was episode 58. But uh, they have done a lot of work to try and make you think you're just the, the biggest animal, the top, the top of the food chain, the highest level animal, right? Mm-hmm. And we have emphasized this on the Mind Virus show quite a bit. No, you, I should quote the young women's thing from way back, you know. <laughs> We are daughters of our heavenly. Do they still quote that? I don't. I don't spend a lot of time with the young women, but they probably do. You have some young women. I do. I just don't go to their classes on Sunday. Oh, well, you're missing. I'm not invited. (laughs) the uh, The idea is, you know, everybody, including the NPCs, has a divine heritage, a divine nature, and the question is, are they going to rise to that potential? Are they? Are we going to rise to that potential? Are we going to recognize who we actually are? And a lot of that you know, the who you really, really are, where you're at really in your progression is dependent on revelation from God. That's, that's part of the problem, you know? You, you gotta, it's more than just saying, I'm a child of God. It's about connection with God, acknowledging what role you play here in this world, fulfilling your destiny, and then watching the fireworks, so well, to speak. N- NPCs are NPCs because they're programmed that way. In real life video games, that's a funny thing to say, you know, NPC has four lines of dialogue, right? And you click on it and they say, hello, traveler, or whatever. (laughs) But they're that way because they were created to be that and nothing more. Mm -hmm. The NPCs we encounter in our lives, human beings, are programmed that way, but artificially, right? They weren't created to be that. There's that phrase that I've always liked, Fulfill the measure of your creation. Yeah. The measure of our creation as humans wasn't to just follow the wise and thoughtful counsel of our governments. It was to progress as men and women to something divine, something bigger than what we're told we're supposed to be, right? We aren't supposed to just be useless eaters that go to work in our blue shirt from nine to five and Right. Yeah. Adam, Adam must awaken and arise. Right. Right. It's the matrix thing. It's like Neo has to get out of the matrix. Right. Arise first, doesn't... First, before, he can, before he can do anything else. Arise doesn't just mean stand up in the physical sense, right? It means... Ar- All the brethren will please arise. It means, it means arise, stand up and be who you're supposed to be. And who you individually are supposed to be is, is different than maybe who I'm supposed to be. But it's a lot more than just being a guy that works at a big building in a small cubicle and doing the same tip-tap on your computer all day. 
So that's the big challenge, right? Figuring out who you are, then waking up and having the courage to do it. Free Guy is a great example of this, right? The character Guy, played by Ryan Reynolds, has the courage and the incentive to do it. He wants, to, he wants the girl, but he's starting to recognize. He sees the world for what it is. Then he's got his friend, Buddy, his buddy, Buddy. Yeah, it's, the girl's the real incentive. Right, and it's always, that's always the real incentive. Right. But Buddy, <laughs> and I can't remember that actor's name, Buddy doesn't want to do it. He, he doesn't want to take that leap. And there's a lot of people. Not at first. Not at first. There's a lot of people like Buddy in the world, and it's okay for a time. But at some point, you're going to have to be, you're going to be, we're all going to be faced with this moment in our lives where we have to either say, nope, I'm going to remain an NPC and I'm going to let myself be pushed around by whatever powers that be, or I'm going to put those glasses on and I'm going to see things for what they are and I'm going to act on that. I'm going to awake and arise. And that's a tough decision. It isn't an easy thing. We all think, yes, I'm going to awake and arise. Of course I will. I'm a hero. Look at me. Mm -hmm. You might have already missed your chance. (laughs) Well, I think the chance... Re- or a re- chance. represents itself, right? You right? might have missed a chance. The problem is when the hero avoids the call to action, and of course in Campbell, uh, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey analysis, he points out that you know when, when you fail to take up the call to action, bad things happen. And so it gets harder and harder. And, right. But in a lot of cases, they, the hero fails to take up the call, but he, has to, he still ends up having to take up the call. Yeah, that's like the whole, like, you know, it is your destiny. Yeah, and... It's interesting that the role that Free Guy plays is to help the other NPCs. He, yeah. That, that ends up being the case in a lot of the hero stories. He, well, he leads a revolution. Yeah, he leads a revolution, but he also awakens them to a sense of who they really are. He right. helps them to become enlightened, yeah, to, be, says, to transcend. It's okay to put your hands down. <laughs> he, can't put, he can't get the hands down. <laughs> yeah, that character's kind of funny. Right. And maybe that's not your role. Maybe it is. That's what we all need to figure out. Well, you got to wake up. It could be your destiny. Or in the case of George, George, uh, what's his name in uh, Back to the Future? You are my density. McFly. McFly. And he he says to, uh, to the girl, his future wife, what's her name? Uh, Lorraine. Lorraine. You are my density. Yeah. That's a movie maybe we should Back to the Future is awesome. A little more closely. Awesome. Have you seen the um, predictive programming analysis that the original Back to the Future from 1985, I believe was when it was released, predicts the attack on the Twin Towers? No, huh? That's an interesting. Really? Look. Yeah. You know what's weird? 1985 seems so long ago, but it wasn't that long before 9 11 happened. It was only, you know, 16 years. Yeah, we're closer to 19... We're closer... 1985 is closer to 9-11 than we are. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, you just weirded me out. I know. I'm like, my, my mind is now, <laughs> like, sprawling. It's, like, overflowing on... Like, you know, when you go to the uh, restaurant and you grab your, your, your drink and you have to fill up your drink and you put it under there and the root beer goes all over? Mm-hmm. That's what just happened. Well, here's, here's another one. Here's another one. On when we were teenagers, 50 years ago was the 1940s. Okay, now 50 years ago was the 1970s. 
the decade that we were born born in <laughs> yeah now you're killing me yeah <clears throat> <clears throat> we're getting old time time keeps y- on did slipping you see into the, the news future. did you see the news that uh the earth spun faster I did see uh, like that. By what, like what is one, one what's the back there? Is that caused by global warming? I mean, I, what? I don't know. I I would think I would think that it's within the margin of error because we're talking about like one millisecond off, and they're like, this could be calamitous what for the it? IT industry. And I'm like, really? Because we're talking Milli- about millisecond or like a mic- micro. It was, a it was even very, smaller than very that, right? very very small measurement Atomic of variation. Time. Yeah, but I thought, well, no wonder. You know, time is time is speeding, speeding up. up. No wonder yeah. I feel old. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that yeah, that that's uh <clears throat> entropy is upon us. I, I feel that for sure. Getting a little more creaky. Well, guys, listen. All right, good. Are you listening? Have you do you feel like you've been able to vent, Bobby? I feel, feel a little, like I feel a, a little better, but I think get, there's get things off I, your chest. I do think there's, anything else you want to get off your chest. There's a great value in recognizing this clown world, recognizing it for the circus it is, because I think then then maybe we won't despair as much as say that this these we are led by the dumbest, most evil people that have ever walked the earth, but at least we know it, and they're manifesting themselves so plainly. And so obviously that I think it's going to be really hard to be deceived. Now, I may rue the day I said those words, but pray for discernment. But some of these people are so over the top, well, stupid think, and evil that it's like, okay, I at least recognize that. I can make decisions now based on that. That all of this is so absurd. Well, look, if you don't, if you're not willing to change your heart and mind which is the true sense of the meaning of repent to the actual reality to the to the reality of what's going on you'll continue to believe the false reality the illusion the darkness right so and it, and it will seem uh, well it's comfortable to believe that you it's know com- you, you, yeah it's comfortable but it's also part integrated as part of your master mental map your your overview of how you see the world. And so you have a lot, a lot to unwind the deeper you get into it. So for us, it seems obvious that this stuff's going on. And I think, and I pray that God will continue to make it even more obvious. I think that the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the events of this week have shown, and, and a lot of people out there in the, in the new uh, independent free media are pointing out how incredibly monumental it is that, that this happened. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, they just never... They don't investigate former presidents. It's like, not, okay, they're not done. Like, not like that. We don't talk about them anymore. They go and they do their libraries and their, their humanitarian causes. And in this case, they're still going after the guy. Yeah, it's interesting because we, we've for, speculated about... For nothing. We've speculated here in this space before about, do they really hate him or is he the heel, right? He's, he the, he's, yeah, he's he the, this kayfabe. Is he the heel in the kayfabe? and? Honestly, I, w- I was never quite sure. I'm starting to think that for some reason they really, really hate this guy. Because even when he was president, let's remember that it's not like he really put a big dent in the globalist agenda. Maybe here and there. Maybe he postponed some things. I would say he, he, his presidency accelerated it. He was surrounded by globalists. He accelerated debt. He may have pulled back a little bit on wars, and maybe that just made him mad. 
but I don't, something. I, but I don't think. I don't think that he. <clears throat> or this I, is. I don't think they ever wanted a slow. I don't think they ever thought that they could get a slow slide into tyranny. I think that they've always realized they need war, and therefore putting in a Trump, who whether he's well well meaning or part of the part of the uh, the charade. Because we've we've already gone way too far. The game was already over. It was already right. over. We we had freedom. We had the internet. We had the the truth visited every climb in a lot of ways. So this this is sorry. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but for the LDS culture, we have a little bit of a blinders on relative to end times because we've been told that there will be temples everywhere, and that you have to have everybody has to have had the chance to hear the gospel the way we perceive that it ought to mm-hmm. be heard. The gospel meaning the good news, the message, right? That's ev- evangel- uh, evangelos, the, uh, to evangelize. It ha- shares the same root as the word angelos, angel, because you have messengers. So eu angelos, that's a good message, and angelos, that's a, uh, an angel in Greek, right? So in the Greek New Testament, the gospel and the angels are related because it's the good message. It's the good message. And Joseph Smith didn't even say gospel when he made some of these statements. He talked about the standard of truth being unfurled and that truth would visit every, every climb. And we talk about the stone cut forth, cut without hands that rolls forth into the world, right? In the vision of Daniel. And we think we've been, we've been programmed to think that that's the church and the missionaries and the church programs. And I am here to tell you unequivocally today that that is not the case. It's the truth. It's the good message. And with the, with the internet appearing on the scene in the late 90s, and have, we had massive amounts of freedom in the world for about 15 years, from 2000 to 2015, and then the oligarchy started to clamp down on it hardcore. What coincided with 2015, 2016? The Trump presidency, all right? These guys, for whatever reason, they see it as an auspicious time right now for them to enact their plans to take over, to clamp down or whatever, and they have to pull the rug out from under the freedom of information that we've all had. Whether, whether you like it or not, whether it's true or false, it was free. It was able to visit the entire world. Do you see the thing here? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to do with missionaries. It doesn't have to do with chapels being built. It doesn't have to do with temples. It has to do with truth and the availability of it, and it's been everywhere. And we're now on the downside of it. We're at the top of the cycle headed down, and it's the hubris of mankind that's going to create a lot of the calamity, which will be followed up by the testimony of God via earthquakes, fires, you know, signs in the heavens, whatever vapors of smoke all the all the natural disasters happening in diverse places those types of things come following the hubris of mankind so we're we're right in the thick of it but we don't we don't set ourselves contextually in it appropriately because of the baggage we carry that's what i'm trying to say did you um i didn't hear the boom but did you hear about the it was a meteor that, w- yeah. that raced over the intermountain west right over, over the wasatch front yeah tell me about it I don't know much about it because I, I didn't hear about it. I mean, I didn't hear it, but it it streaked across the sky, and boom! And a lot of people heard it. This was on Saturday morning. Last I heard Saturday. something, but I just assumed it was Camp Williams booming away. Yeah, so maybe you heard it, but I I'm wondering maybe that was God 
firing a shot over the bow. A shot across a the bow w- of warning the warning shot, just saying, hey. <laughs> That's across our bow. <laughs> well, and then, and then some people were struck by lightning at the White House. Maybe that was a, uh, a, <laughs> a little bit of a warning shot as well. But I saw some funny, um, there, there, were, there were some people's uh, cameras that caught the a visual of it on the, mm-hmm. um, as, it, as it went through the sky, because it was very bright right. for a moment. It's like a shooting star during the day, but there were some funny meme type of pictures that my wife was showing me on Instagram or I can't remember what she was looking at, but they had this big, huge meteor superimposed, like a fiery one coming over snowbird or something like right. that. Like, here's a picture of the <clears throat> meteor. I was like, she's like, what? Yeah. So, I mean, might've been nothing. Maybe it was another little warning. It could be a sign. Yeah. For, th- for those who... Uh, I think s- have eyes to see regional smaller isolated signs like that are more for the people that see them like when you know when you get uh, a temple like the Ogden temple and lightning strikes it and destroys the angel Moroni on top of it and it it, ha- it happens to coincide with some sort of an event that you're a part of that might be a sign to you you know right but when you have an earthquake in Salt Lake and the iconic Salt Lake Temple's Angel Moroni gets the trumpet yanked out of its mouth. That should be recognized as sort of a more broad, hey, hello, right? <laughs> the trumpet's gone, the, the earthquake caused it. I mean, some signs are more, you, you get what I'm saying. Be, obvious be, be judicious. In, well, it's, it's not <clears throat> the obviousness, it's the, it's the scope of it. Right. So be, be judicious and discerning in how you apply those things because with the with the availability of global information there's a record a heat wave a record heat heat wave everywhere in the world somewhere in the world every year right would i say that wrong everyone in the world can see record heat waves around the world cuz they're get, you're going to have one at least somewhere in the world right. it doesn't mean that everywhere in the world is experiencing a record heat wave right records are broken every year depending because because climate is cyclical and it changes naturally. <laughs> we're get, we're canceled now. Well, kids aren't. Kids are fat and out of shape because it's hotter outside. Because <laughs> when we were kids, it was never hot. <laughs> Has nothing to do with video games. Yeah, or their diets, or the fact that they've been locked up for two years in their oh, homes. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> or that their parents think a bag of Jelly Bellies is a fruit salad. Wasn't all the extra death due to climate change too? Was it like the heart heart it's attacks all. were due to climate? What was it they were trying to blame on climate change? Yeah, yeah all of it. Blood clots. Blood clots were caused heart by climate attacks. change. COVID came about because of climate change. Whoa. Well, it is absurd out there. And so keep your head on. Keep your head straight. Pray for discernment. And pray for the truth to abound, to wash over the earth. And, you know, come what may, but let truth wash over the earth and maybe another flood, a Bobby flood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's a good fun flood. Maybe that's a good place to. Yeah, I just have a scripture to to end. Okay. I have a scripture to read that I want to be my final thought here. That's probably a better way to end. Well, I don't know. You you can have the last word if you want, but. First Nephi chapter one is interesting because I think that Nephi or that Lehi 
it's interesting. We, we always think that Lehi heard the words of the prophets and that he repented. It doesn't say that he repented. I think that he knew what kind of what was going on and he saw the words of the prophet prophets and his mind was already pure and right. His heart and mind were clean, right? He, he had an, a, better, a better understanding of, of the actual reality because he came from an older tradition than the one than the guys that were corrupting the the Jewish religion, and um, so he went and prayed because he was he was worried for his people because when he heard the prophets it says it says that he there came many prophets prophesying unto the people that they must repent or the great city Jerusalem must be destroyed so they needed to repent and everybody thinks that repent means oh they needed to stop smoking and drinking and quit having sex with their girlfriend they needed to get married and all that stuff that's what everybody thinks that means repent means to have a cosmic shift of your heart and mind meta noia repentance meta meaning transformation noia meaning the inner essence or the, the it can be translated as thoughts or thinking but it's really it really has to do with your heart and mind your inner essence so it's a transformation of of what you who you really are right? That means you have to change your, your thinking from your deeply held beliefs to the truth. You have to find the truth. You have a, a wake up, uh, an arising, right? Adam awaking and arising could be considered metanoia, a change, a transformation in, in his demeanor, in his attitude, in, his, in how he sees the world and who he thinks he is. So they told the people they needed to change. And uh, Lehi recognized that this was a problem. And so he went forth and prayed unto the Lord, yea, even with all his heart, in behalf of his people. I think that was a sincere prayer. I think that meant that Lehi's mind was already right. Okay, that's, I think, a little bit of a departure from how we would interpret this passage in the Book of Mormon. And it says that as he prayed that the Lord, unto the Lord there came a pillar of fire, and dwelt on a rock before him, and he saw and heard much. Now that is a, re- a very veiled reference to an experience similar to a man we know of named Joseph Smith, who prayed and saw a pillar of fire exactly above his head and it descended and it came, fell upon him and two personages. Do you know in some of the first vision accounts, he, he describes it as fire and not light, the pillar of light. He is in, in the Wentworth letter, it says light. And I think the earliest account, there's the word light, uh, fire crossed out and then it says light. But, this, but doesn't he mention in one of them that he, he marveled that the fire didn't consume the trees? Yeah, something like, something that. like that. Yeah, <clears throat> remember his visions. A lot of people want to say, "Well, because the accounts of the first vision differ, it must all be bunk." Mm-hmm. Well, what if he saw and heard much, like Lehi, so much that he couldn't describe it all in one sitting, and, and he was every time he told about it, he was just trying to tell you the important things that he thought that particular audience needed to hear. Right. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, Lehi has this experience. He sees the pillar of fire, or, or he sees and hears much. And then he returns to his own bed, and he's apparently worn out from this, and he falls asleep and has a vision, and he says, he's, he reports to Nephi that he thought he saw God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels in the attitude of singing and praising God, right? Anyway, the angels uh, are interactive, the, the, 12 come, uh, the, one, the one comes down, and he's followed by 12 and uh, the one gives him a book. So this is, of course, the Lord Jesus. And as he reads the book, he's filled with the Spirit of the Lord. And the, and the book, the, the message, the Eoangelium, the, the uh, gospel, 
I've probably got that wrong. I got to look up my Greek. But this evangile in French, uh, this good message, the, the gospel, is woe, woe unto Jerusalem. <laughs> the down message. It's the, it's the thing that came down. <laughs> woe, woe unto Jerusalem. I have seen thine abomination. Yea, and many things did my father read concerning Jerusalem, that it should be destroyed, and the inhabitants thereof, many should perish by the sword, and many should be carried away captive unto Babylon, into Babylon. So, bad news. Uh, Lehi's fears are confirmed. Prophets were on target. I'm getting the same message down from heaven. This is bad. Well, that's funny because the record of Nephi says this in verse 14 of chapter 1. And it came to pass that when my father had read and seen many great and marvelous things, he did exclaim many things unto the Lord, such as, Great and marvelous are thy works, O Lord God Almighty. Thy throne is high in the heavens, and thy power and goodness and mercy are over all the inhabitants of the earth. And because thou art merciful, thou wilt not suffer that those who come unto thee that they shall perish. That's, his, that's Lehi's response. He prays for the people, and his, after seeing the actual reality, after seeing what's really going on, he praises God. And it says in verse 15, this was the language of my father in praising God, for his whole soul did rejoice, and his whole heart was filled because of the things which he had seen Yea, which the Lord had shown unto him. Remember, the things he showed him was destruction and the heavens. And his response was, Thou art merciful, Lord. Thou wilt not suffer those who come unto thee that they shall perish. Well, in light of, in light of our generally negative and uh, dire attitudes the last several weeks, and, and those of you that are still listening to the podcast, thanks for listening and being friends and, and you know, supporting us and everything, because we've been pretty negative lately. <laughs> I just want to say, God is merciful, and he will not suffer those who come unto him that they shall perish. But you've got to come unto the Lord God, the Lord of hosts, the Savior of the house of Israel. You cannot come unto any other source. There is no intermediary. There is no proxy for him. Let that sink in. And if you'll read Alma chapter 32 and sing the primary song, faith is like a little seed. If planted, it will grow. Don't, don't despair if it's not obvious like it was to Lehi. I, that's why I bring up the whole context of that passage. I don't think that Lehi just all of a sudden had this what, what scholars call a throne theophany. I don't think it was just th- that he, his, he shifted his mind because he, you know, he changed his mind, he repented, and then all of a sudden, whatever. Joseph Smith explained it. He labored over the scriptures. He labored as a young man. He, he was deeply concerned, and he thought a lot about it. He didn't have Xbox. He didn't have television. <laughs> he, did, he was working and thinking and reading the, the, the materials that were available to him, which was largely the King James Bible, right? And he pondered over it until his heart settled on 
the idea that he should ask God that giveth to all men liberally and does not get mad at them <laughs> for asking. Does not say, oh, you should have asked somebody else. The, this Dumb question. Dumb question. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm done, Bobby. Send us off. I think, I think, I really believe this. I really believe this only because God has, in small and big ways, let me know that he, they are there, and we need them. Absolutely. And he will not suffer that those that come unto him shall perish, but as you live through the period in those scriptures where, you know, it's the, the space of not so many years, it looks weird. And we're, you know what? Right now we're in the eye of the storm. We're, it's great. We still have this idyllic America to take, uh, you know, to go out and it's a wonderland right now. We're, we're not seeing the food shortages yet. We're, we're, we're seeing the inflation. We're seeing the signs. Right. We're, hearing the, we're hearing the prophets come into the land and say Jerusalem will be destroyed. And we hopefully have are setting our minds right so that we can embark on the same journey as Lehi and, and go to the Lord and get greater manifestations. But I, I think he knew a, a whole lot more than we generally uh, assume mm-hmm. in gospel doctrine lessons because his prayer was effective. He had already built a level of faith, which remember, Alma says, faith is not a perfect knowledge, but it's a belief in, in things that are true. Right. It can't be belief in false things. That's why, well, there's a lot to say on that topic. <laughs> I mean, we, we can't do a whole well, discussion on, on what, what Jordan Bruno thinks is, is messed up in our belief structures right now. <laughs> We've exhausted the day. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody for listening again we're the mind virus podcast you can find us at mindvirus.show uh leave us a five-star rating all that good five stuff. stars only like comment subscribe <laughs> smash that bell ding 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we will be back again next week um as always our whole catalog is at mindvirus.show you don't have to listen to us chronologically. I think if you're if you're feeling like, oh, I'm behind, that's okay. You can just skip we ahead. Just re- skip we just repeat ourselves all the time. We're flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> but you we skip, do skip the ones that have the COVID warnings. I mean, you don't want to get any of that and <laughs> misinformation on them. Ah, uh, boy. Well, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, if you have any thoughts on your own, always uh, leave them in the comments. We read them all. Uh, there's not very many to read often, <laughs> but we do read them all. And often we will, we will respond, or at least one of us, usually Jordan. Ask us a direct question. Yeah. Bobby Flood. I reserve the right not to answer okay. a direct question, but you can certainly ask them. If you ask us direct questions we don't like, we will answer the question we hoped it would have been. Right. And we'd like to thank the people for the billion dollar rain. Yes. Thank you. Signing off. Take care, everybody. <laughs>